Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Class Clown Podcast. My name is Chino Liao. Good afternoon, morning, evening. From wherever you are listening to this around the world, I am here in the Philippines talking to you. And the reason I, first of all, the reason I said world is because we are taking another trip around this beautiful, beautiful globe. And this time we are taking a visit, a, a quick audio tour of the beautiful, often misunderstood, very unknown country of Mongolia. That's right. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am still on my comedy journey to try and chronicle the different comedy scenes around the world. And apparently, may comedy din sa Mongolia. Who would have thought? Diba? Kala natin Genghis Khan tsaka barbecue lang yung meron dun. Pero apparently, may comedy din sila. They have a thriving stand-up scene there with a bunch of local Mongolian comedians. And the guy that I met, his name is Zolo. He is a one of the premier Mongolian comedians. He performs both in English and in Mongolian. And he talks to me about where I met him. I met him in Shanghai, China in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, where and I was the only uh, non-Chinese person, non-white person to... Mali din yung non-Chinese kasi technically Chinese din ako eh. So non-white person to participate in the China International Comedy Festival. I was there. I did the stand-up. I lost. But I made a lot of friends. And one such friend is Zolo, who has always been very, very generous with his time, with, the way, with, with, with what he can offer me uh, from his part of the world. So in a sense... I made a friend in him, and he was nice enough to come on the show and talk to us about what comedy in and life in general is like in UB, in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, the capital of Mongolia. So we'll learn about the climate in Mongolia, both political, social, and uh, actual climate. And the climate, the weather climate, right? And then we'll talk to him about where he started doing stand-up, which is a very interesting story. And we'll talk about, of course, the comedy scene in Mongolia right now as it stands. Um, unfortunately, these are exempted sa coronavirus. Uh, they are not exempted from the coronavirus, even though they are in a cold country. But needless to say, I think they've been slowly getting back into the shape of things. So, enough talking, enough chit-chat. And dami nyo matututunan dito sa episode na to. You learn about comedy, you learn about Mongolia, you learn about Mongolian barbecue, which is not a thing, guys. Who, who knew, right? Who knew? And we'll learn about so much more as we take a trip 
to Mongolia with my guest, Zolo. All right, time to get our Genghis Khan on with my very special guest all the way from Ulaanbaatar. Did I say that right? Is that what it is, how you say it? UB, Ulaan? I think uh, people say uh, UB English speaking or Mongolians, they like to use the acronym UB, right. but in Mongolian, how would you say is Ulaanbaatar? Okay, so I'm just going to say UB then. UB Mongolia. Yes, UB. <laughs> UB Mongolia, we have Zolo coming to us. Hey, Zolo, how are you? I'm very fine, enjoying the Saturday. And many things happened recently. Last, almost like I think week and a half ago, we had presidential uh, elections. Right, right, right. How did that go? How did that go? Did your guy win? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> my guy didn't win, but the elections were won by the chief of Mongolian People Party. It's a ruling party. And the candidate of our governmental party won. And also, interestingly, Mongolian People's Party, just like Chinese Communist Party, will celebrate 100th anniversary or centenary. Wow. All right. Okay. I don't really know a lot about politics of Mongolia, but I will talk to you about something we both know a lot about, that of comedy. First of all, before we talk about what comedy is like in UB, can you tell me... How you got started in stand-up? Yes, uh, sure. How did I start stand-up comedy is I was a student back in the day. It was, I think, 2014. Oh, 2014, yes. I think two weeks before my birthday. At that time, I was living in Warsaw. I saw a Facebook event, which was English stand-up comedy open mic. In Poland. Yes, in the capital of Poland, Warsaw. And I thought the event is exactly at my birthday date, which is January 28th. So I said, I'm going to give myself the best gift I ever could give. I'm going to sign up for the open mic. I'm going to prepare something and I'm going to perform and going to be great because I will feel at least what my idols felt, you know, tell some jokes or things I believe were jokes, but I think it weren't jokes. Wow. Brave man. <laughs> and then you started doing comedy in Shanghai? Because that's where we met, right? In Shanghai. Yes, yes. We met in Shanghai, but it was like two, I think it was three years before we met. I started doing open mics in Berlin, Germany, and Poland. But before I moved to Shanghai, I wanted to check out what comedy clubs are there. So I found out in Shanghai, there are actually two comedy clubs like Shanghai Comedy Club, Kung Fu Comedy, which is now defunct because I was moving to Shanghai. I would live there for a year. Then I said, I'm going to take it, try to make it more as a you know hobby and thing that I do from time to time, but just take it more seriously. Right, right. So what brought you back to UB? Um, so in long term, I wanted to move back to Mongolia from Europe, back to my country. And also, interestingly, I whole my life, I lived outside Mongolia because when I was three, me and my parents, we moved to Poland. I grew up in Europe, in Poland. But back in my head, I always knew that someday I would like to go back to my country and, and live here. And in Shanghai... I met my very good friend Bata, who is founder of UB Comedy, and I helped organize 
comedy shows of UB Comedy in Shanghai. Also, we did together China tour. So thanks to living in Shanghai, I met very good friends. And then when I returned to UB, I joined UB Comedy, which is founded by my by my brother Bata. Shout out to Bata. Yeah. Hey, I think I met him also while I was in Shanghai. I think I, I met a bunch of you guys, and it was surprising for me. To find Mongolians who do stand up in Shanghai, that whole part of Asia was just very foreign to me. So it was very refreshing to meet people from countries that don't necessarily speak English or English isn't their first language, but still perform stand up in English. You know? Yeah, Mongolians, you were supposed to kill people, and now you are killing on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for you, did English help with your confidence? Oh, sorry, did stand up help with your English? Did it help with your confidence? How did you feel stand up helped you do it? Your everyday things. How stand up helped me in my daily life is I used to be very introverted and shy guy, like all Asians. But now I'm like a white guy, but only I look Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so you voted for Trump? That's what you mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't want. Jokes aside, like performing in front of people, especially when you are a very shy person, it's a very huge step. Also, if you do or try to do some stand-up comedy, you learn. Know how to throw jokes in, in your regular conversations with people. The funny muscle is very helpful with interacting with people. For example, if you have a sales job, let's say humorous, then it I think it helps to you know with connecting with people. Right. So you're in sales. Is that what you're saying? I would say partly my work because I work in a foreign trade related sector. So yes, some of my calls are like sales. It helps if you do stand up. I get it. I get it. You don't have to talk about your day job. It's fine. I know it's a weekend. That's the last thing you want to do. We'll talk about what comedy is like in Mongolia because I've personally never been to Mongolia. So can you tell me what it's like to perform stand up there? Yes, I will tell you. And also, I'm not sure about if we were chatting about it, but like two years ago in 2019, in the summer, Bata and I we organized the Silk Road Comedy Festival, where we brought eight international comedians to Mongolia, and also we called it the Silk Road because right because of the Silk Road, yeah. Yeah, back in the days, Silk Road was a major trade route for goods taken from Asia, China. Let's say silk, of course, silk, the fabric to Europe. Marco Polo, that's where he passed, right? Yeah, also Marco Polo was passing through Silk Road back in the day. It was a free trade zone where merchants would travel with goods, also with thoughts, ideas, and then we paid homage to it, and then named. Comedy Fest, International Comedy Festival, the Silk Road Comedy Festival. Right, right. Okay, so now though, like, what is it like to perform stand-up in Mongolia? And what is the difference? I would say in UB Ulaanbaatar we have stand-up comedy club because if you go to some places in Asia, there is no stand-up comedy club per se, but it's、uh, how you say, part of a bar or a pub. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That's that's how we do it here in the Philippines. Yeah. Yes, and and because because of that, I think it's different in UB because the whole club is dedicated for stand up. It's a stand up comedy club, and all the setup is made for stand up. Also, many comedians who came to Mongolia, like Adam Hunter. Brian Aylward, Tom Rhodes. Wow. A Filipino-American comedian also came to UB to perform with us. We brought Justin Rivera. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the magician, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the magician. And what they say is UB Comedy Club is their, I know, favorite favorite comedy club in Asia. And also, like, Tom Rhodes also, like, told about it on a podcast when he was appearing on Joe Rogan, when he did also a podcast with Bill Burr. So we have a very good name for that. And also Brian Aylward, a Canadian comedian who lives in, in Thailand. Shout out to Brian and Haley and Holly. Brian, he recorded his special at UB Comedy Club. It's called Big in Asia. Wow. Okay. That's, that's huge. All right. So what sorts of people watch stand-up in Mongolia? Is it usually Mongolians or is it expats? Um, are they old people, young people? So Mongolia has a population of 3.3 million people and almost 1.5 million or half of the population lives in UB. Okay, wow. Another interesting fact about Mongolia is that 70% of population is under 40 so we are very young, young population. And because of that, people in their 30s, and I would say from 25 to 35, that would be probably main demographic. 60% viewers are ladies. Right, right. Okay, so was it hard to start doing stand-up in Mongolia? I don't know what the English, because you guys do it in English, I assume, right? More with the Class Clown Podcast in a bit, but first, let me tell you about the many ways you can help this little podcast out of mine, starting, of course, by shopping on Lazada. That's right, Lazada is having its biggest mid-year sale, ang daming sale sa Lazada. But we're not complaining, especially if by shopping, you can help the Class Clown Podcast out. How? It's very simple. All you have to do is log on to podlink.co slash shk. Again, podlink.co slash shk. That will lead you to your Lazada app and you can add to cart from there. Now, for every successful add to cart and checkout that you do via that link, I get a little something something to help out the Class Clown podcast. Now, if you're after more important fares, diba? Gusto nyo no, ng, ng Alexa Echo, diba? Or ng Amazon Kindle. Ah, I think you know where we're going. That's right. Amazon is now also part of the link deals. If you or a friend from abroad want to get the latest things from Amazon and you want to shop more and smile more, as their current slogan says, then you can use my link, podlink.co slash S6O. Again, the link, podlink.co slash S6O. 
That'll lead you to Amazon. And again, for every successful ad to cart and checkout you do via that link, I get a little something something from Papa Jeff Bezos. Keep calling him Papa because I hope he'll adopt me one day, even if I am 34. <laughs> but I got a little, little something something from him. He might fly me to space. And from there, you can help the Class Clown podcast out. Now, if you have a podcast, if you yourself have a podcast, then you should be a member of Podmetrics. Podmetrics is the super easy, super fast way to monetize a podcast. You can track your podcast ranking on there, your listenership, how it's doing, and get yourself some sweet, sweet links like I have right now. All you have to do is sign up on podmetrics.com and use my referral code CLASSCLOWN. Again, the referral code is CLASSCLOWN, no spaces. If you are an advertiser and you want to work with me and you want me to murder the names of your products, <laughs> then all you have to do is log on to podmetrics.com slash advertisers. Get podmetrics.com slash advertisers. But enough chit-chat. Let's jump back in to this episode of the Classbound Podcast. I would say 80-20. 80% of shows are in Mongolian and 20% are in English. And um, Mongolian shows are pretty straightforward because stand-up was a novelty in 2014. The same year I started stand-up, uh, the same year Bata started wow. doing open mics here. And stand-up has almost seven years. Oh, sorry. Yeah, seven years of history in Mongolia. So right. it was novel. So people embracing a lot, a new way of you know performance. But of course... Like three, four, three, four years, there were also problems because it's a new thing. And then some swearing right. and also breaking the cultural barriers, like joking right. about, you know, sex, dick jokes, etc. Right. <laughs> it was also difficult for people doing stand-up, but now it's solid and people accept it as a legit, legit art. Right. Culture. And with English shows now, uh, they are pretty dead because with the COVID situation, we aren't, we, we aren't able to perform. So comedians, I would say some of our comedians, we do podcasts right. instead of doing um, comedy because we are not able to do it uh, live performances because of the COVID restrictions rather than podcasts. Yeah. And, that, and that went really well. Also at UB Comedy, we did a show which was called State Emergency Comedy. It was wordplay on state emergency commission or the government body which makes decisions with emergency situations like pandemic. It was like seven or eight comedians with a host would sit on a round table and then a host would read the major major news from that week. The comedian who, who did the best pun or punchline on the, on the news would earn a chip like for a poker and then a person who would most chips win the show. Wow. Well, that's interesting. So you guys actually take shots at the government. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> is it, sorry, is it not illegal? Like, do you guys, can you guys do things like that? Or do you get heat from the government? Mm-hmm. 
It would be uh, illegal not to shut at our uh, government because Mongolia is the only democracy. We, and also so for uh, some listeners who don't know, Mongolia is between Russia and China. So right. we are between the dragon and, and, and the beer. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, we, we are very blessed that we are able to say our thoughts pretty openly in public but i think maybe maybe with one rule party things might change a little bit in a you know right into communism right okay cool cool so in terms of performing right you guys say that doing stand-up in mongolia is not the normal way to do things there so did mongolia have its own form of comedy Because, like, you know how in Japan they have theater mm-hmm. there and, you know, how in China they have their own form of comedy there. So did Mongolia have its own mainstream form of comedy? And yes. how did that react to the stand-up scene that came mm-hmm. out? Mongolia has a very strong storytelling culture and people also love to talk with each other. And uh, the mainstream comedy in Mongolia is called Hashinshok, which I would say, I would translate as, like, Shock means like to mock something. So I would maybe say, I don't know. Right. The mainstream Mongolian comedy is like live performance with, uh, with, of uh, scripted material on the theater by uh, professional actors. And they make like satires on topics like, like cheating, love affairs, getting married, etc. on social topics. Right. One maybe interesting thing is that With this type of comedy uh, performance, sometimes man plays a role of a woman. Wow, you know? okay. So they dress up, put on wigs yeah, yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dress up, but, you know, uh, they are not drag queens. <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. When you started doing stand-up, did the mainstream scene feel like you guys were competition? Did they welcome you? At Threat, we were also taking viewers because it's done, you know, by younger people might look like it's more cooler. And also the difference is that with stand-up, there is one person on a scene. And with uh, that type of comedy, there are like five, six, four people uh, based on the roles and on um, on the script and, and, the, and the play. Right. I know that some of the old guys, I would say, felt threatened and also uh, distressed. But now it's, I think, it's all uh, love. Right. Actually, one of my uh, one of my friends, Sato, he played because many of those Mongolian early OG comedians they moved to the film scene to movies and they started making movies. And my friend, like Sato, he played in in a movie by a major Mongolian comedian. So I think it's a great right. Uh, achievement. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's working together relationship, like how the mainstream works with stand up. That's beautiful, man. I didn't. I didn't really expect that from a new scene like Mongolia. Yes. Now that we're in, you guys said you were seven, eight years old, right? So seven and eight years old, is that's, that's still pretty young, right? That's still pretty fresh in the world. So where do you want to see Mongolian comedy move forward? Like where do you want to see it in the future? I would like to see grow like genres. For example... In America, you have different types of comedy, you know, dark comedy, one-liners, awkward comedy, clean comedy. So I, I want more, I would like to see like more comedians who 
would explore comedy stand up, but with their own voice. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Zolo, for Zolo for answering all my questions, man. Uh, these are all great. It makes me want to visit Mongolia when I can. By the way, Chino, uh, if you have chance, then we invite you to uh, Mongolia. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because okay, I'll be honest. The reason I'm doing an interview with different comedians from around the world is because I had plans on going to different scenes around the world, and then COVID happened. So now it's a podcast, you know, because yes. he can't travel. So now this is a podcast. So hopefully in the future, when the world opens up and people are normal, we can, you know, see each other again in your part of the world, you know, and do stand up there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So in uh, closing, I have a question here that I'm sure my Filipino listeners will really want to know about <laughs> because it's a thing out here and I'm pretty sure... The people who created this thing have never been to Mongolia. So can you tell me, Zolo, is Mongolian barbecue a real thing? So Mongolian barbecue is not a real thing and it doesn't have anything in common with, with Mongolian food. So traditional Mongolian food is, I would say, it's simply boiled beef, lamb or uh, goat meat. And also, that, but there is a, where there's this Mongolian food called uh, and um So how is it done is uh, usually a goat is slaughtered and then the meat is, uh, meat is cut into the pieces and uh, there is a you know open fire like a open fire and uh, into, into the open fire round shaped stones are thrown and when the stones are heated up then then the meat is put into the right. metal lid so one layer of meat with uh, potatoes carrots etc and then another layer of stones meat stones like a cake And then you fill it up and you close it and then you put it in the fire and then it's done under pressure uh, and it's very juicy. And I would say also recommend the Filipino listeners or listeners, please watch Artker. This is uh, a YouTube channel by my right. uh, good friend, Jauha, and they make videos of traditional Mongolian wow, okay. uh, food culture, English, so you can watch it. It's a wow, okay. We'll leave the link in the description of this podcast so people can have access to it. But man, from what you're describing, this thing is so much different than the Mongolian barbecue we're used to. So we've been... <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. In Japan, they have a chingisukan, uh, like lamb meal, etc. Right. Uh, right. And when you go to US, you have like Mongolian barbecue. And because of that, I would say it doesn't have nothing with uh, Mongolians. It's the name just, you know, Mongolian barbecue. That's the name, yeah, because it's because it's catchy. Because after you eat a Mongolian barbecue, you feel like you can conquer Asia. That's probably yes. why, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, thank you, Zolo, for taking time out of your day, man. I yeah, appreciate uh, it. yeah. Thank you very much, Chino. And I hope when the times will be ready, uh, we we invite you to come over to Mongolia, and also uh, likewise, also be interested to visit uh, Manila and perform their English comedy. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. When when the world is normal, we definitely should hook up, you know, just connect and, yes. and go places. Thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, that does it for this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. I'd like to thank my guest Zolo for taking time out of his day to talk to us about 
what Mongolia is like. It's definitely a part of my bucket list. You know, yung mga bansang hindi natin inexpect. Like ako personally, like I myself personally did not expect to ha- find stand-up comedy in Mongolia. And now that there is stand-up there, it is definitely a part of my future travel plans. It'll allow me to venture into a world where nobody's no Filipino has ever been before. <laughs> I don't think there are Filipinos in Mongolia, right? It's too cold for Filipinos to live in Mongolia. But if there are, and I'm mistaken, let me know, right? So until next time, I will be looking for more places to find comedy in and still talking to more people about more random things. We are going to be talking to the guys of Solid OK, Alexio Tapafunda, Andrin Bernardo, Aldo Cuervo, also known as the Triple A's. We'll talk to them like we always do about the most random things, and and you'll like it. Trust me, you, you will like it. I know you. I can read your thoughts. If you sat through 30, not even 30 minutes of this podcast, you will like that episode. Trust me on that. So until then, I have been Chino Liao. This has been the Class Clown Podcast, a Podcast Network Asia production, powered, of course, by Podmetrics. I will be leaving you with some words of wisdom said by Genghis Khan. It goes... Pag nagbukas ka ng tasty, dapat siguraduhin mong sarado yung tasty. Kasi pag iniwan mo yung tasty sa labas, mapapanis siya eh. Diba? So, kala ko kasi hindi mapapanis yung tasty eh. So, kinain ko pa rin yung tinapay kahit medyo green na yung itsura niya. Diba? Kala ko, like, traditional flavor lang ng bread yun. Pero hindi pala pa. Parat na pala lasa nun. So, nasayang yung sandwich na ginawa ko. Uh, y- yun lang. Yun lang yung advice na mabibigay ko sa inyo. Anyway, my name is Chino Yao. This has been the Class Clown Podcast. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.